Productivity's podcast. I'm Mike Vardy, your host. And this week, we've got Omar Zenholm of Webinar Ninja on the show. We're going to talk about iteration and the art of refinement, the act of refinement, really, because what they've gone through with the different iterations of Webinar Ninja is pretty impressive. It started out as one thing and has become something somewhat different. And I think that this applies not just to this kind of project, but to many different aspects of our lives. So I don't want to you know, spend too much time talking about that. We'll let Omar do most of the talking. Here I am talking with Omar Zenholm of the $100 MBA show and Webinar Ninja here on the Productivityist Podcast. One of the episodes you talked about the calendar and how to use the calendar. Yeah. And I and, and this is what brought me. I'm like, hey, I, we should talk. And, and you're like, well, hold on, man. I'm not the productivity guy. You are. So because mm-hmm. we, we both had different ideas of, of how we should use a calendar. Um, and, you know, I, I have an open forum here. I'm, this is not this is a democracy. So <laughs> tell me tell me how you use your calendar. I mean, people know how I use mine. And we'll I'll go over it a little bit after after you're done saying how you do it. But what is your calendar, uh, you know, use cases or, or philosophy? The simple way I can explain it is I use the calendar to make sure I get the things I need to get done, get done, or I want to get done. So like I just see it as a blank canvas. And even if that thing to get done is go for a jog or go to the movies with Nicole or with friends or whatever it is, that's a priority for me. I want, I want that to happen. And unfortunately, uh, it's just become my life now that it's on the calendar. It's not going to happen. Right? So, yeah. so I use the calendar to make sure it's kind of like my um, real to-do list. You know, like I have my to-do list, right? But when you put time constraints on it and you actually put it on the calendar, they make it makes a cut. It's your it, it it's makes, it's the reality list. Exactly, it's, it's reality. The, it's list. not the actuality. It's 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 it's. I mean, because in in the greater sense, a to-do list. Yeah. If it's not in the calendar. You have to make conscious choices about it, and you either need to leave yourself clues or or or, or, exactly. or triggers to help you do it. But the calendar is the ultimate trigger. And, and for me, it, it, it decide and for Nicole as well is that it, it makes us decide what's important in our life and in our business. Because if I don't have time for it, then it, that means it's not important. And if it is important, it's like no, no, I really value that. Then you need to make time for it. Like mm-hmm. these, all these tough decisions are made when you're kind of sorting out your calendar. So it really makes you really see the big picture of your business like what uh, you know how much time am i spending on this thing why am i spending all this time on email why am i spending all this time on you know uh you know training or, or talking to my employee or whatever it is you, know, you need to kind of like analyze it because your calendar is not going to lie mm. right and they say your bank account doesn't lie what you spend your money on right yeah. so these are tell like telling things and I, I really wanted to kind of that's my perspective of the calendar and i really think that if I can get the right things on my calendar, I'll feel more fulfilled. I'm, I'm a very task-oriented person, so like if I get things checked off my list or I get through my calendar and things get done, I feel significant. I feel a sense of accomplishment. So um, that's kind of in, in general how I see the calendar. And I feel like, unfortunately, um, a lot of be, you know beginners or uh, new entrepreneurs – uh, they want to get everything done, and unfortunately, they have no game plan to get it done. Um, and th- it takes the hard way. It takes some hard lessons to realize you can't get everything done. Right. You have to choose. You have to choose wh- wh- how much time you have, and also like when is the best time to get those things done. You know, like one of the things that Nicole and I have really tried to adopt is this whole philosophy of getting the most 
you know, important stuff done first in the day. And this is something that we learned from you and the idea of the analogy of, you know, your life or your day is seen as like a, a lifetime. Like, so you're young and you're fresh in the beginning. And at night, you're like the old wise guy that's telling, you know, the future tomorrow person, hey, when you do tomorrow's work, remember all the experiences we had today, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, we try to focus on, you know, content creation or the podcast, blog posts, uh, the things that really um, is the stuff that makes our business. Uh, in the morning and when we get up in the morning and we delegate, you know, time for email later on or, you know, customer service tickets or whatever it is that we want to kind of oversee or take a look at later on when we need a break from the content creation. But the content creation is really what 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 drives the business. So we need to put it on the top priority and give us give it our best energy and our best mindset. I think one of the things that I, when I was developing the Now Your Formula, is I, I, I realized, and it's not really a realized, but I, I kind of, uh, um, and I don't even want to say acquiesced because that's not even the right word either, but it was the calendar is a framework. And all productivity systems have frameworks, you know, whether it's a task mm-hmm. management, whether it, the clock is a framework, right? And schedule, I, I prefer, I, I kind of have looked at, at your, you know, calendar management, I now kind of call schedule management, because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a specific time. And it also can be a bit broader, because your schedule could be pertaining to, you know, the day of the week, or the week of the month, or the month of the year, right? That's right. your schedule. The calendar is very, uh, it's, it's, it's universal, right? So my calendar and your calendar, I mean, the universality of it means we were meeting today at four o'clock. Like we knew that, but right. what we did before and afterwards is according to our schedule. So what, what my um, philosophy is around the calendar is, is it's great as a framework. Like I theme my days and I, you know, obviously my months get some theming as well. And when I look at my calendar, if it has, it has the the absolutes that are scheduled. So yes, doctor's appointments, you know, exercise, things like that. But when I look at the day, I'm like, oh, today is Friday. Friday is media creation day. Let me look at all the tasks that are media create like that are involving mm-hmm. media creation. So I, I have a bit more flexibility there. But I think the thing is, is that what a lot of people do when they start out is they'll do one of two things. Like you said, they'll either write their to-do list down on their, and they'll try to do everything or they'll go the other way and hyper schedule themselves. So they'll mm-hmm. fill their calendar to the point where it looks so daunting that they 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 crumble under the weight of it. They're yeah. like, well, you know what I mean? So when you say when when but when it comes to schedule management, time is so big, but schedules our schedules are are fairly um they we can we can wrap our heads around those a little bit better. You right. know, like, you know, when are we awake? When are we asleep? Like, so that that to me is and it also what I think it needs to be, you know, understood is that um, you know, Certain periods of time, you're going to be have more energy than others. You know, certain times of day, you're going to have more energy than others. So time needs to be a consideration, but the, you know, the project's also a consideration as is the mode you need to be in, which I talk about, of course, in the now you're from like, am I in writing mode? Am I in email mode? Am I in, and, yeah. and how you do that is all related to, you know, again, the framework. And if the framework of the calendar is the tool you ultimately want to use for that important stuff, like you were saying, that's mm-hmm. great because if it's just important stuff that's on there, then it won't be teeming with things. Because if it is, then you got to say, okay, how how important is that really? Or yeah. can this should this thing be pushed down? You know, to to you know. And Chris Ducker and I talked about this as well in his podcast. He schedules everything as well, but he schedules it in a broader sense. And and I mm-hmm. think that you need to do that in order to make sure that you have your flexibility there in case your brain is just like like you've just come out of a as as you as we were talking before the show. Um, you you're at on you're at a, a 
uh, an event right now. Yeah. You're, 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 you gone and you and I both know what it's like to go to an event where you're just full of energy and everything's coming at you. And then you go back to the hotel room or whatever, and you're, or your home or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. now, now I'm going to write a blog post. And you're like, no, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I'm, not. I'm gonna, exactly. so what am I going to do? I'm, I don't know. I'll read or I'll watch T or I'll watch a documentary or something like something that will maybe bring my energy back up or at least make me, you know, seem productive or productive in a different way for the next little yeah. while. So I think the calendar what a lot of people need to realize is it is a tool and it is a framework and you can't let it rule you. You need to rule it. And the way you do it, obviously you're getting, I mean, there's no wrong way to do it if it's working. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more a matter of knowing when you look at it to say, okay, well, what are my expectations? How do I get those things I need to do done ultimately to the things and, and then ultimately get to the things I want to do. And I mean, that's what fascinated me about that episode was yeah. what you said, right? And and for me, it's just interesting because the more and more that I do what we do, I I grow as an entrepreneur, as a business person. You know, we we often you know we look at our calendar, we see what we have to do, we kind of plug in all the times and the dates, and there are often times where we have to sit down and reflect and say, like, you know, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. Like, meaning, am I doing this whole business right? Maybe I need to hire somebody. Maybe I need to reshape what I'm offering. Maybe I need to do less coaching because it's sucking all my time. Whatever it is, you know, like you have to question what's going on because if you're tired, if you're frustrated, if you feel like you're not having enough time with your family or vacation or whatever it is, you know, like what I love about the calendar is that it's limited time. Everybody has the same amount of time. It's a limited amount of time. It's just like how you want to, you know, cut that pie, you know, like how you want to split those pieces. And if you feel like those pieces are all being gobbled up by your business or work and you really don't have any time for anything else, they're not really living. You're just you're you're you just created yourself a indigent servitude or something. You know, like you're just basically a slave to your business. And often we 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 hang our hat on that. We're like, Oh, I'm a hustler, I hustle and I'm I'm the first one to say that. You gotta hustle, you gotta want it bad, you gotta go for it, right? All that stuff is true, but at the same time, if you got to know what you're hustling for, mm-hmm. like, did you do this so you can have a you know this like amazing life where you travel and have experiences and all that stuff? If that's not happening right now, then you, something's wrong. You're like you're just doing this for no reason right now. You're 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 working for the wrong purposes or the wrong goals. So the calendar really reminds me of that. It reminds me of like how much time I actually dedicate to this. Okay, I'm obviously doing too much of that. I need to hire somebody to do this, or I need to train somebody up to do this, or I need to actually decide is that something that's essential in my business? Maybe I need to drop, stop doing that altogether and not offer that anymore, you know, because it's just taking too much of my time and I'd rather be doing something else. This is a nice lead into the other thing I want to talk about, which is iteration. You know, I think that. That these tools, you know, your you, you, the journal, journal is a great one for this. When you journal, you know, the, the task management application where you can do the review process or just look and see all the things. Because, again, like I'll look at my calendar and I'll say, mm-hmm. okay, here are the absolutes for the day. These are things that are absolutely happening. Here are the three absolute tasks that don't have a specific date attached to them per se, but mm-hmm. I want to get them done. And, oh, my God, look at all the tasks that are in my task manager. Okay, what, what do I – what – Either should I not do it all or delegate to somebody else? Like the podcast. This yeah. podcast that we're recording right now, I no longer edit. I like editing. Mm-hmm. But I also know that if I want to get the other stuff done that, that's going to 
involve business growth and yeah. allow me to do all the other things I want to do. I have to pass this on to somebody else. Somebody who really wants to do this more than I do is good at it and will help me take the podcast to greater heights, take the brand to greater heights, whatever you yeah. want, and also spend time with my family instead of being down here at nine o'clock at night <laughs> editing yeah. a podcast, right? Yeah. So you you you've done you've gone through a number of iterations since you know yes. even since I've known you. I mean yeah. you know so how do you You've already kind of led into the – you look at your calendar and you kind of can evaluate from there. What other things do you do when you're – like to in order to see, hey, is it time to you know iterate or pivot or whatever? Mm. So that way, you know – and then what what are your next steps do you kind of do to, to make sure that you're, you're going in the right direction or course correcting? That's a great question, man. Um, and just a quick comment on what you're saying. Like that's such a good – piece of advice about like take a look at what you're doing and and not all tasks are created equal like that example of you passing on the editing to somebody else that's a task that you're gonna have to get done consistently versus like a website build or something you know like like that's a task that you're when you take it off your plate it's a huge relief mm. like it's 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 gonna save you a lot of time you know to to the end of time or whatever until you know until you decide to stop doing the podcast or until you know we all uh, you know, can't get enough Mike Vardy. <laughs> no, but um, but I love that point. It's just like you know, take a look at what can, how can you really leverage your time by taking somebody to you know, you know, outsourcing that task that you take a lot of time doing every week or so. So iteration is a tough one for because, you know, I felt like you know Nicole and I have evolved a lot in our business in the last two years and. Uh, we get a lot of clues from our audience. You know, I'm 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 like, I'm the kind of person that really believes that your audience is really what matters in your business because without them, you really don't have a reason to exist. You don't have uh, people that are going to be listening to you. You don't have people that are going to be reading your blog posts. You don't have people that are going to buy your products. You know, and that's why, like, I, I really encourage everybody to have the utmost utmost respect uh, with their audience. Virtually or at a conference, if somebody comes up to you and says, "I love your show" or "I love your your blog post" or whatever, you give them as much time as you can because uh, they are the reason why you exist. You know, so uh, we try to find from our audience, you know, what's working, what they like, what they need, what they really need, not not just what they say. Like for example, uh, we launched a software called Webinar Ninja, and we've been working on this software for eighteen months now, and one of the one of the key elements that was that was missing from webinar ninja that we didn't know was missing uh it was actually two elements one of them is ease of use people that are afraid of doing webinars or haven't gotten to webinars is because they're afraid of the tech they're not really sure if they're gonna be able to pull this off seamlessly and they don't want to deal with learning a new piece of software and so that's one hindrance the other hindrance is like what do i do on this webinar is the education of how do I teach, how do I present, how do I sell? I don't really feel good about selling on camera, right? So we realize that if we're going to launch Webinar Ninja the next time around when we did another duration, we need to have that component. So we, we launched a podcast called Webinar Ninja that educates people how to you know, teach, present, sell, communicate effectively on a webinar. We talked. We have like a free course that people take, a seven-day free course about how to plan and launch your first webinar. And it's all about like just addressing the things that are our customers or our audience are saying, you know, I need to uh, have this part in order for me to be successful. I, I, I can't buy your product because this is what's keeping me from buying it. So uh, I'd like to hear from the audience as much as I can. 
The other thing is just you change as a person. You evolve, and what's important to you changes. Like, you know, maybe you start realizing, oh, I don't want to work this much anymore. You know, or this is just so much time out of my day. Or, you know, I love, like, I love writing. I love writing so much, and I think it's a great form of communication. But we're starting to hire writers to, to, to start writing for a blog because something's got to give. Mm-hmm. I can't keep doing things. I can't keep adding these. I can't start a software company and continue to do the same thing. Again, I have a limited schedule, I have a limited time. So as I'm iterating in the business, as we're working through this, I'm starting to, you start to, you basically have to um, see what's going to make the cut, what's not. What do you have to let go? What are things that, I, I mean, you may enjoy a lot of things, but what do you really need to do? What's best for the business? And you got to kind of see it as like, I don't know, like, I know it sounds corny, but see it as a person or a child. Like, what does a child need? You know, maybe I'm not the, you know, if I'm not, good at soccer. I can't, I never played soccer in my life. You know, maybe I'm not the best coach to teach kids soccer. I need to get somebody better for that. Right. Like to, to, to teach them how to kick a ball. Well, I so, mean, when you think about it, corporations are entities. Yeah. Right. I mean, they are like, yeah, I mean, legally, <laughs> you legally like, like they, they are their own, they file their own tax returns. all that. So why not treat them that way? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's painful. I have to say it's a painful process because you're digging into all these emotions about something that you've built for a very long time, you've been working on, and you have to gut it sometimes. Sometimes you got to be like, well, I got to change the way this looks now. I got to change the way the business is, the motto. You know, I have to refine a little bit. Let's talk about Webinar Ninja a bit because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it's it's your you you've had it before. I mean, it's been around for a while, not yeah. in its current form, but it has been around for a while. So, yep. uh, can you kind of explain um, in a bit more detail, like kind of you know what it started out as, and now what sure. it's evolved to, and the steps you kind of you know when you when you were working on, you're like, okay, this needs to be something different now, and here are the steps we're going to take to make it something different. Like, obviously, you talked about the training programs and stuff, which right. I think is is I mean, that's the thing I'm going to be doing for the now year. I mean, I, I, I Chris Ducker did that for the virtual freedom you know, book, right? Like he created a podcast separately for that. Right. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing for the now year, right? So you're going to have to be able to, if you want to get advice on, you know, how to do the, you know, how to use that, then that's the podcast you want to listen to. So, I mean, I think it's important to offer that, but what was the the process from, okay, this is what webinar ninja, here's, here's this idea we have. Let's make mm-hmm. it to, oh, we need to now, again, like you said, refine it and, and re and iterate it. And now here's what it is now, and then you know so on and so forth. Yeah. So this is such a good question because Webinar Ninja has been one of the biggest teachers for Nicole and I because it, it's it, it's one of those projects that fights back. Like it's like oh my gosh, like you try something and then something you get a reaction, something happens, and it's not always the reaction you want. So like the funny thing is that we started you know I, I, we started doing webinars ourselves. And we were just using like a hack from Google Hangout and creating our own landing page. And we we're just not happy with some of the things that were out there, you know. And, and to be honest with you, we just felt like there's a huge void in the market because um, the, the biggest player out there is, is GoToWebinar. And it's a, it's a decent platform. I, you know, one of the policies we have in Webinar Ninja is that we never talk ill of our competitors. We actually don't talk about our competitors because we just believe that they have their market, we have ours. And, and that's it, you know, and then we have it in our FAQs. We say, like, you know, what is the difference in you and blah, blah, blah. And then we just say, you know, all we can speak of is what we can do for you and that we, how we can serve you. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's your job as a consumer to make the decision if we're, if we're right for you, you know. And I don't want to go down that road. So, but 
but for a lot of people, it's an expensive option. And and in their defense, we're not really their audience. The small business owner is not really their audience. Their audience is enterprise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, we were just trying to find a better solution. We couldn't find it, so we kind of just slapped something together and we used it for our webinars. And you know, I got you know some uh, programmer to work on. I worked on it myself, and it worked. It, it was okay, you know. And we were using it for our own webinars. No idea we're going to sell this thing, right? Mm-hmm. People started liking it. They enjoyed it. Great. So we started to create it for retail. We said, okay, let's 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 try to sell this thing, right? So you know, we kind of rushed this thing out. We kind of worked it out, and it started out as a WordPress plugin. So you had to have a you had to have a WordPress site. And you had to install it on your on your WordPress site uh, as a plugin, and uh, we had a few iterations and updates and things like that, and and it was working pretty stable on as a, as a work, WordPress site. Um, so a couple things that we had challenges with as we were growing. One was that whenever you build a software that is installed on somebody else's server, you are kind of bound by the limitations of that server. So you might have a shared server that is great, but you might have a dedicated server that's even better, or you might have a, like a stinky provider, and like, and you might blame the software's performance based on that, right? You might have an outdated version, and you're not updating your software because you just don't see the updates, or you're just not doing it, and therefore you're not getting the fixes. So I, it's kind of hard to do that remotely when it's on somebody else's you know, server. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of learning curve when it comes to somebody who doesn't know how to use WordPress, Right. If you if you know people don't know how to use WordPress or they're not savvy with WordPress, you kind of limit your customer base and you also limit the ability of the customer to kind of figure things out on their own. So what happens is that you're spending a lot of time, energy, money on customer service, on hand holding people how to use this thing through WordPress. Right. Right. And a lot of people sell WordPress plugins as if like this is super easy. It's super hard. Right. Any software is super hard, mm-hmm. which leads me to customer service. You know and there was a point um, where I was like, I'm done with Webinar Ninja. I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore because um, we just didn't have a good system for customer service. We didn't have a system to handle our customers properly. I wanted to serve everybody with incredible detail, high touch, you know, because that's how I wanted to be served. But unfortunately, um, you know, you're going to deal with people that feel very entitled because they bought something from you. Uh, the manner, the way they speak, you sometimes it's, it's tough and it's not their fault. This is just part of customer service. You know, you have to be uh, you know, of service and in service regardless of what happens. So for me, it was kind of frustrating. I was taking on their frustration. I was, you know, I wasn't really outsourcing this properly. And so that has nothing to do with the, sor- the software itself, but it was the system that we built around the software. Right. So we really wanted to kind of refine that process. So actually, for, for a bit of time, we didn't sell it anymore. We stopped selling the, the, the plugin. And even though people loved it, and, um, and a lot of people use it extensively. And we kind of sat down, and we, Nicole and I discussed, okay, so if, if I could do this right, what would it be? You know, uh, One, we realized that we're going to have to uh, bring this software as a browser-based software, and it has to be a SaaS product, so people can, you know, be able to um, access this software just using their browser. They don't need to install it. They don't, it's just like accessing Facebook or Mailchimp or something like that, right? So this would be a lot easier for us for updates. It'd be seamless. It'd be a lot easier for us to, you know, have access to their, you know, profile to see what's going on. Maybe they have any issues. Maybe we can point out what's going on. 
So the software itself went through a lot of growing pain. Secondly, we wanted to make it a lot easier. You know, we thought it was an easy, like we thought the the the, the plugin was easy to follow, but we said no, we got to make it even easier, step by step. We got to make sure that anybody that knows how to use a computer can create a webinar because that's going to really help people get on board when they get a demo, they see it, whatever, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, this is not that hard. I can I can create a webinar in these steps, fine. Not not a problem." So that that was another iteration we came from the customers, from the users, from this the just the general feedback from the market. Like I, I want to do webinars, but you know that sounds so tech. I don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm not a tech person, right? Um, and then lastly was the customer service element. We said, okay, we need to because this was kind of our Achilles heel. We need to make sure customer service is done right. So we created a system. We got the right software to help us out. Um, if anybody's looking for customer service ticketing software, user voice is fantastic because it helps you with pre-sales and post-sales because you can get people to give you feedback. You can get ideas for your 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 uh, your software or your product in any way uh, very easily, very quickly. It's like a little pop-up thing that comes up in your window, and it's, it's super, super cool. I love it. Um, it's not the cheapest one in the market, but it's really useful, and it streamlines things a lot easier. Um, and... Uh, and, and we 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 hired up uh, you know a, a solid person that we chose to be dedicated to customer success. Make sure that they're they're going to be helping them a hundred percent of the time with any of their issues. We had a plan on how to train them and how we're going to bridge them and still be in contact with our customers. We decided no matter what we do, you know, with the growing pains of this of this software, that we're going to treat our customers with as much care as possible. And the way to do that is to communicate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like to be in the dark. As long as you communicate with the people, hey guys, we're working on this thing. Oh, we got this update. This is working. By the way, new feature, blah, blah, blah. And when somebody buys a product, if I bought a product from Apple and they send me an email every two days on an update, I'm not going to get upset. I bought a product. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to get upset of that? Like, Sometimes you got to ask yourself that question. Like, Why would I get upset of that? And I'll be like, well, we send like we send an email every two or three days telling people like oh one of our users told us that when they use this template the format of this thing is you know kind of wonky so we're like oh we fixed it you know so people know that we're actually working on this on a regular basis and our developers are working on it and this is a new feature and by the way we added a new uh, you know downloadable cheat sheet for each course you know so these are some of the things that we realize that the better we communicate. Uh, the more likely people are going to feel like, okay, this thing is progressive, and I I'm willing to hang on with these people and and see what badass software this comes out to be, you know. So um, that was a huge huge iteration. Is just that not just getting in front of things, being very communicative, and just seeing them as a community and seeing that these people are going to make your software successful because word of mouth is great in this area. Um, Especially with webinars, because they're going to be doing webinars with your with your software. So mm-hmm. obviously, if they're successful, <laughs> you're successful. So um, it, it was it's it's a great journey, and it's just beginning, you know. And when we launched the the, the latest iteration of the web based uh, webinar ninja, uh, the first day we launched, our email out to like guys, this is where it starts now. Where you give us your feedback, where you tell us, oh, I'd love this. Oh, I don't like the way the time zones drop down is. Can you change it so I can look it up by just pressing PSC and it comes up? Great. Thanks, feedback. I never thought about that. Boom. Oh, like, and then we sent it to the developers. We had a great system with Google Docs where they are, have access to it. 
our customer service rep knows how to you know access that sheet and, and fill out that data so they know as soon as possible so when they're out on on duty they they work through it so we learned a lot of hard lessons um, but one of the things that when I look back and reflect and actually just tell the story now is that we wouldn't have learned these lessons if we didn't grow slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, growing slowly is so important because you kind of have to have your hand in the pot in the beginning. You got to kind of know how to make every you know dish on the menu before you actually open for business. Because if you ever need to get in there and help or fix or iterate or whatever, you got to be able to know how to do that. You know, there's nothing worse than running running a restaurant and your chef has more power over you. You mm-hmm. know. So you got to have some familiarity with what you're doing, you know, like it's not, you don't have to be the expert, but you have to have some familiarity and, and, and that happens when you grow slowly. And I feel like I'm grateful that we went through those growing pains where we, grow, we grew slowly, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, um, it, th- that whole iteration process, it's painful. It's not easy because when you iterate, you admit to yourself, uh, I screwed it up. Right. I didn't do so right. I got to do it. I do. I got to get better. And, it, and when you, you iterate quickly, and you iterate consistently, you you can kind of get used to that. You kind of realize, oh, this is normal. This is how it does. But in the beginning, you're just kind of like, oh man, I'm just I, I'm not good at this, am I? Like I'm just I keep making these changes because obviously something was not right. But uh, you you soon to realize that you know that's just par for the course. Well, and you have to make sure that while you're iterating, like you you keep your eye on the prize, right? Like you said, the idea earlier on, you know, like what are you hustling for? And one of the best pieces of advice. Uh, pieces of advice I've gotten recently when it comes to like a large project like Webinar Ninja or, or, or specifically software or any kind of project you're working on or your or product you're working on or whatever it is, is this concept. And, and, and I have to give him a shout out. Jason Zook, who's mm-hmm. a neighbor now, moved to San Diego recently. And, yeah, I hear they uh, got quite the house. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, man. Paul Jarvis, yeah, beautiful. Is, Paul Jarvis is a friend of mine. So Paul, oh, Paul and Jason do the, do the um, what's it called? What's the name of the show? Oh. It's called the Invisible Office That's Hours. It. Right, yeah. right. The, the seasonal, the seasonal episode, the seasonal yeah. podcast. Yeah, Paul lives here in Victoria, so I see him quite frequently. Oh man, you're probably the only one that sees him because he never I, goes anywhere. I am the only one who sees him. <laughs> oh, well. yeah, very. Paul is a very generous guy, obviously. Yeah, he's awesome. So, so Jason Zook, you know, uh, we were having him and his his girlfriend Caroline and Nicole and I were having a meal together, and you know, I, it was just one of those days where it's just like I was dealing with a lot with Webinar Ninja, and I was trying to do so much and. You know, and he just kind of just like said, dude, you, this is the best way to kind of see this. It's n- there's no finish line. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get there. You're never going to arrive. There's no finish line. It's just at the end of the day, you got to feel like it's better than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're moving step closer or you're getting better. You're, you're refining because there's always going to be somewhere to improve. There's always going to be something that you can add. There's always, you know, you're going to, you know, two years from now, you're going to get feedback. People are like, well, can you change this from hex color da 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 this color? Cause I don't like the color blue in this, you know, button or whatever it is, you know, and it's just going to get more refined and more sophisticated. But, the thing is, is that, you know, I wasn't seeing that way I was, because, you know, prior to um, this project, I was, uh, we, were, we, we did a lot of teaching, we did a lot of products and we had the Hunter LBA, we had the podcast and all that stuff. So there's a, there's a, there's an end goal. Like, okay, I created this product, now it's done. You know, maybe I'll add a few courses, I'll edit the course, I'll update things. But at the end, I feel there's a sense of completion, you know, um, and that's a very, um, I don't want to say amateurish, but it's a very... Um, it's it's uh, actually a very common thing. Yeah. Because most people feel there's a, a finish line, right? I mean... Yeah, definitely. I mean, the funny thing is, is that Webinar Ninja was actually not a software. I mean, we, ha- we had a product, 
prior to the software called it was a it was a course and an ebook and now we include it inside the hunter lb and it was called the diy webinar guide mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a book that nicole and i wrote and it, it was just all about how to create webinars um yourself and just kind of like put it together and do this ad hoc thing that we used to do it's not perfect and it's not polished and it's probably not the best way to do it but it, it was just like this is what i know how to do i want to share with other people it can it can help people if you don't want to, you know, kind of uh, make that investment into software. But then <laughs> the funny thing is that through that book, you know, and that course, I was like, oh, this is an awesome idea, right? And put it out mm-hmm. there. And it just didn't move because people uh, don't, when it comes to like something like a webinar or like technology, they want a solution. They yeah. want something that they can use that's going to help them. And they're like, this needs to be a software, not a book. That tra- training is becoming a thing that, you need to provide them with a solution. I was just talking to uh, somebody about this earlier today, and they said, yeah, training is not the uh, – is Julia Tunstall. We we're talking about like yeah, yeah. you need to provide them with a solution. Training, people yeah. don't end their cor- – they don't – I mean courses sometimes don't get finished. They like to have them there, right? It's <laughs> like the manual that you don't read. You know, right. it's there. You, you mean if you know how to – I mean Evernote, great example. Uh, you know, Evernote is an app that a lot of people have, and I would say a large number of people who have it don't know how to use it to its fullest potential. So what they'll do is they'll grab, you know, Evernote Essentials or whatever the or Evernote yeah. Made Easy or whatever, and then they'll learn it that way. But they won't read that. They'll keep it there in case they need to look at it, or they'll bl- look for blog posts to find out how to do it. But you're right. They want a solution. They want something that will solve the problem for them, which is, again, kind of one of the reasons that instead of me saying, hey, I'm going to teach you how to... Uh, you know, do this in this. It's like, well, no, here's here's a solution. Here's something that's going to help you um, right. use this instead. Uh, Omar, uh, thanks so much for joining me this week on the podcast. Where can people find you online and uh, so that, that, that they can, you know, I mean, I know Webinar Ninja, uh, we were talking before, it's, it's on a, um, you, you've kind of, it has been so successful that you've kind of put it on in terms of new signups on pause. There's a waiting list for it, but yeah. uh, you know, where can people find you, you know, beyond webinar ninja as well. Sure. So if you want to sign up for the, the waiting list, that's the fastest way to get access. Cause we, we email the waiting list and say, Hey, we're accepting like hundred new members. Uh, you can just check out webinar ninja.co. And when you click the button to buy, there'll be a pop-up that says, you know, uh, we shut off the tap. You just give us your name and email address. We'll let you know as soon as it's open so you can get uh, access before anybody else. Uh, other than that, um, you can check out uh, the $100 MBA, which is 100mba.net. There you can check out uh, a whole ton of stuff that we give away for free because we are true believers that we you got to try us out. you got to see uh, what we're all about. I want to see you win before you even uh, decide to buy anything. And even if you want to buy anything – it's only $100, so it's not really that much in the first place. But check out 100mba.net. We got a free full course there on idea validation. We have three ebooks you can download for free. We have blog posts. We got the podcast, which is daily, seven days a week. You can check that out over there and learn how to subscribe. Um, we're trying to add more stuff. We're actually working on a uh, infographic kind of download on the eight essentials of a business website. Um, so we're just trying to give as much as possible because, um, you know, I want to earn it. I don't want people just to say, hey, I heard him on the podcast. I think that he sounds cool, but uh, I want to show it to you before you actually, um, you know, trust me. 
And that about does it for this week. Thanks to Omar for joining me. Of course, you can listen to him by checking out the $100 MBA show. It's a daily podcast, and it's a fantastic listen. I've had the opportunity to give a lesson on one of the earlier shows, and you know, I've learned a lot from, from that show. As you heard, you know, I've learned that I don't necessarily need to have a publisher. It's not that I don't want one necessarily, but I don't need one. And so it was kind of the catalyst for some of the stuff I've been doing. And Webinar Ninja is going to be the platform I'm using to deliver webinars in the future, which will be forthcoming in the not-too-distant future. As for the show, uh, I hope you'll join me again next week. If you are not subscribing to the show on iTunes, please do so. And if you want to go a step further, give it a rating and a review. It helps people find the show, and that helps me make the show even better. What also helps me make the show even better is the support from my Patreon supporters. So if you are supporting the show via Patreon, thank you very much. Of course, you get your own edition of the show that general audience listeners don't get. Notice I don't say regular. I say general because I don't think any of my listeners are necessarily regular. I think they're all going to take things to the next level. And if you want to take things to the next level with the show, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com slash productivityist. There's perks for people all the way from $1 all the way to the $50 level. And it just helps me make the show better. It helps me give the editor what they need to make the show better it helps me you know maybe do video at some point or stream live or whatever so uh, again thanks to all my patreon supporters and i hope you'll become one as well if not i just love to have you listening thanks so much again we'll see you next week and until then keep moving things forward 